Hello and welcome to Epic Fails, finding redemption in our stories. I'm your host, Brittany Rest, and on this show, you'll hear people from all walks of life sharing powerful stories of transformation. My hope is that as you hear stories of redemption, you'll find redemption in your own. Because no matter where you come from or what you've been through, there's always an extension of grace for your life. Today, instead of bringing a guest onto the show and sharing their story, I want to talk with you from a very vulnerable place, from a sacred place within my heart, from a place of grief and brokenness. And the reason I share this deeply personal experience with you is that I've watched God use words through me that were most powerful when shared from my battlefield. The most tender words of encouragement have always come from a place of my greatest struggle. Truth is, sometimes it's not an epic fail we seek grace's covering. Sometimes it's an experience out of our hands that has left us broken and confused. We seek grace in the uncontrollable. Today, I share about a miscarriage, a loss experienced by many, a life I had the honor and joy to carry within me for nine wonderful weeks before he or she passed on to be with the Father. I really struggled to share this for so many reasons. One, I felt shame. And if you experienced a miscarriage, you know what I mean. You go through every little thing you did leading up till this point and wonder if you caused it. You just run through the pregnancy over and over again, wondering, did I cause this? What did I do wrong? On top of that, I didn't want people to feel bad for me. And I wondered what others would think for being so vulnerable about a loss. But writing and sharing and talking through my struggles, sharing it with you has always been the best form of process for me. And I know, I just know, God wants to use this to help other people out there experiencing loss so that they don't feel so alone because you do feel so alone in life sometimes. Honestly, I was so shocked to find out we had lost our second child. With Roman, my first son, our our first child, I constantly feared miscarriage, but he was always so healthy and the pregnancy complication-free that with this pregnancy, I honestly didn't worry about miscarriage at all. My body had done it before, so why not again? However, my body did fail me, but he or she... Um, This little baby that I had the joy to carry um, was coming, honestly, during one of the hardest seasons for my husband and me, and it was such a blessing of hope in discouraging times. We were just so excited. The journey started for me about a month ago when I went to a hospital room for a dating ultrasound. Now, I had already been in one ultrasound at the eight-week mark, and we saw the heartbeat. Um, They sent me in for a second ultrasound a little over a week later to just get an exact date of the pregnancy. And so I went in and I sat there in silence while the tech took measurements. She said nothing and then she shut off the machine and told me I was good to go. I I thought this couldn't be it, right? So I asked for how far along my baby was and she said I measured at eight weeks and six days. Then the next day I received that dreaded phone call from the midwife that there was no heartbeat. I was in the car on my way to work and I I let out a sob that I've never uttered before. The grief just came from within, uh, deeply within a place that grief has never touched me before. It was just so deep and so personal. And now I grieve 
you know, the loss of my little precious baby. And I know I'll never quite be the same because I still love him or her. And my baby was wanted and loved. Now that morning after I heard the news, I sat on the couch. I spent a lot of time grieving and I was talking to my belly. Sure, I knew he or she couldn't hear me, but I just had to speak words of endearment over my little love. I had to tell my baby all the things I would ever want to say to a child of mine. After a lot of time of just mourning and talking to my, my, my belly, the anger began to set in. Doubt in his goodness came crashing in like a tidal wave. How could this happen? Why me? Why this child? As if the season wasn't already the hardest season I've ever been through when I thought, I honestly thought life couldn't get any worse at that point. I lost a child and life got so much harder and I questioned why God. I yelled, I questioned, I called into doubt his goodness. I struggled to see how this could be good. I began thinking about the announcement photo session we had planned. The list of baby items I had already started compiling, the maternity bin I had pulled out of storage, and the pregnancy journal I had just received in the mail and was eager to fill out. They were now empty memories of hope deferred. Scripture says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, and that was so true because I felt grievously sick. If you've experienced a miscarriage, you likely know how I feel and have asked the same questions, had the same doubts, questioned how to find God's goodness in the darkness. Now here's what I can find in scripture and what's helped encourage me these last few weeks. It's four points to remember if you are going through something really hard and wonder if God is there, if God even cares. And it doesn't matter if that's a miscarriage or the loss of um, a relationship or you've lost your job and you're struggling financially, whatever that really hard season is for you and you're questioning God's goodness. These are four um, points that help me, and I think at least a few of them will help you in your in your storm. Number one is God is still good. Now, a dear friend of mine told me the other um, after I had found out about the miscarriage, I was talking to one of my best friends, and as I shared my grief with her, um, she told me that you know God doesn't speak in negative terms. That all the hardship I'm going through and the loss of the baby isn't His will or His doing. It's the consequence of sin and works of the enemy. But it's not God pulling these strings of destruction. But you know what? He is there and He's in the good. He is watching, moving, and waiting with arms wide open, ready to comfort. Although in dark times, we often want to pull away from him, right? It's our flesh. We feel like we need to pull away from God to protect ourselves. And we're doubting him, so we hide ourselves from him. It's actually in these trying times, we must press in even harder. Pressing in is where we find God and hear his voice. It's where we see his goodness. Because God is good and he does work all things for good, even if we can't see it. Romans 8, 26 through 28 has soothing words to remind our hurting heart that God is good. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired and waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. 
If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, out of our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Dear listener, believe me, I know it's hard to see how good can come from your loss. It's hard to believe that anything good could come from something so traumatic, but God is right there beside us, helping us push through the messiest of circumstances. And that's a promise given to us in scripture. So number one, God is still good. Number two, Jesus mourns with you. You are not alone. Now, the first verse that I actually thought of after I'd had the miscarriage was John eleven thirty five. It's the shortest verse. It's the shortest um, scripture verse in the Bible. And it says, Jesus wept. All my mind could recall in the grief was that Jesus wept, that he weeps with me. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, but within its two words are some of the most compassionate you'll read in all of scripture. Jesus knew Lazarus was gone, but he also knew that his dear friend was about to be brought back to life. So why did he weep? Perhaps it was the grief he saw those he loved experiencing. Many mourned the loss of Lazarus, and Jesus knew the depths of those wells of grief many were experiencing. He felt the loss that those around him were feeling. He was feeling all the pain. He himself loved Lazarus, and although life was ahead, the cost of death was still very real. Which brings me to the second thought as to why he may have been weeping. The cost of sin. Sin brings death and almost everyone Jesus loves had or would experience in death. In our grief, we are not alone. In our mourning, we share in it with another. Jesus wept for Lazarus, but he also weeps along with us in our grief. He mourns with those who mourn because although he knows hope is ahead and death has been conquered, grief is still part of our journey on earth. That death is real, even if temporary. And that in that journey, we go through depths of anguish and loss that rip at the soul. But he feels it too. Every ounce of pain is taken in and felt by him. So you're not alone. Jesus is with you. Number three, ask the right question. We want to ask, why God in the hardship? Why God? Why me? Why is this happening? We want to question him and his goodness. But this is the wrong question, the one that leads us astray. Instead, the question to ask is, God, what can I learn about you, about myself, and about life as a result of this season? There is so much treasure to be found in our trials and tribulations. It's the storms that forge a more authentic and mature version of ourselves and where we find God most intimately. Instead of pulling away and doubting, press in and ask the hard question. Uncover the value that can only be found right here, right now. What can you learn about his character? What can you learn about yourself? And what nugget of wisdom regarding a flourishing life can be found in this loss? Don't waste your anguish. Use it to forge a closer relationship with God, a better you, and a more fruitful life. So number three, ask the right question. And on to the last one, there is hope in the darkness. Now, the only real comfort I have found in this grief is knowing that my baby is with Jesus, that he or she will never have to know loss, pain, cold, grief, 
disappointment, or sorrow, that all their soul will ever know is joy in the presence of God. And although I won't be able to embrace this beautiful soul now, one day I will. Our meeting is only delayed, but it's not robbed. If you have experienced the loss of a child, dear friend, let me say I am so sorry. I know how it feels to lose a part of yourself with that precious one. How grief penetrates within your soul to a depth never reached before. How you feel you might never be the same. How you've questioned and doubted. Please know that although the darkness is overwhelming, there is light. There is goodness and hope to be found. There is a beautiful and loving God who wants to scoop you up into his strong arms and hold you close. Life is incredibly tough on us sometimes, but that does not mean we are alone and that all is forsaken. It's a little harder to find, but there is treasure found in the hardship. Don't give up and don't lose hope. There is hope in the darkness. So remember, if you're going through a hard time, number one, God is still good. Number two, Jesus mourns with you. You are not alone. Number three, ask the right question. And number four, there is hope in the darkness. On a side note, I would like to recommend a book for anyone going through a difficult storm. It's for those souls who feel as if their rip has, as if their life has been shipwrecked and hope is lost. It's called How to Survive a Shipwreck, and it's by Jonathan Martin. And it has honestly been such a lifeline for me during this most difficult time in my life. I would highly recommend you run and you grab a copy so that you have some guidance during your next storm. I hope that today's podcast has been encouraging for anyone going through a difficult season in life. Remember, it's not just grace that we seek when we've messed up, when we've made an epic fail, but we seek grace in our trials and our tribulations. We seek after God's goodness and restoration um, of our brokenness. And so today's episode has just been a heart cry for us um, about pursuing Jesus and pursuing grace when life is super, super hard. I thank you for joining me today. If this podcast is ministering to you or you think others might find it helpful, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. A review helps this podcast grow, which helps to get the word out to people who might need to hear this story of redemption. Join me next month as I share another powerful story. But in the meantime, you can find more information about me, read weekly devotionals, and find out what I'm doing around the web at www.brittanyrest.com. I'll see you next time.